welcome to the Cosmic D Podcast, episode five. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Sorry that I missed last week. I don't know about you, but it has been some pretty potent energy. You know, I will be the first to admit my creativity has been not really present. It's not worrisome because it's all part of the process, but I did want to just be vulnerable and express that the lack of motivation, the self-doubt, the, you know, am I really conveying messages that will help the collective has been happening behind the scenes. And I actually recorded an episode last week and didn't pull the trigger because I just felt like I was in this space that wasn't, you know, wasn't the best, wasn't the, um, just wasn't the best vibration. It just didn't feel that good. And I didn't want to put, um, put a product out that, wasn't you know feeling that high high highest timeline for us all so in this episode I wanted to discuss the current energies of astrology this week kind of the rest of May and how this is setting us up as a collective to move into higher states of consciousness consciousness and higher vibrations and higher frequency so the eclipse is happening on Sunday, Monday, depending where you are. I believe it is at 12.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday the 16th. And the way that I look at this chart or have been looking at the chart, it's been very interesting. And it's almost like an, like an algebra equation where I'm able to see kind of X at, or I'm like the variable and like we have the rest of the equation and I'm kind of working backwards to make sense of it all. And I really start with the eclipse because for some reason it's kind of the last thing that happens that I'm going to talk about, but it all ties together. So we have the eclipse happening again later this week. Um, eclipses are, it's a, it's a lunar eclipse. So during this lunation we have the sun and moon opposing one another and that's what give that is what gives us the bright full moon of the sun reflecting right and because it is an eclipse because it is a lunar eclipse this is a ending accumulation a high point on steroids i spoke about this a little bit in the previous podcast but these tend to be a little bit more emotional so if you are feeling the emotional tidal waves you are right on schedule <laughs> that is not that, that is the norm. You are, you know, experiencing everything that you're supposed to be. Um, we then have a very supportive aspect during this eclipse with a Mars-Neptune conjunction. So what does that mean? Mars, the planet of like war, passion, is on top of Neptune, which is all about spirituality. And it, they are both in the sign of Pisces. And this is happening in a trine to the moon on Sunday, Monday. So it's a harmonious aspect to the the moon, the our emotions, right? Simultaneously, we are also experiencing Mercury in retrograde in the sign of Gemini. And this is actually really good energy in my opinion because what the cool part is is we start off in the sign of Gemini and as it moves backwards as it retrogrades it'll then move into Taurus but we still have a good up until I believe the 22nd where Mercury will be doing its work in the sign of Gemini and Mercury is um, governed by Gemini it does really good in that sign and we'll go into detail a little bit more about that 
Also, we have not an exact aspect, but I do think it's worth mentioning this Jupiter moving into Aries at zero degrees. So we have, I believe, Mercury at like three or um, three degrees, and then we have um, um, Jupiter moving into Aries at zero degrees. And it's not exact, I believe, but it's a pretty pretty good aspect as well. So we are very supportive supported in this turbulent time because it does feel like that. These lunations during eclipse season always feel very wonky. You don't really know what to feel. Nothing is making sense. You want to just jump off a bridge without a parachute at times. Just being honest. At least that's how I feel. <laughs> so as, as we move through these energies, you know, be very kind to yourself. Be patient. You are not alone. So this eclipse, like I was saying, is happening um, in the sign of Scorpio. Now, it is worth saying that the moon does not do well in the sign of Scorpio. It is actually in its fault. And what does that mean? So each planet, each sign, they do good or bad. When a sign, I'm sorry, when a planet is exalted in a sign, this means that the planet is like a royal guest at a party. It just is feeling itself. It is doing all the things. It's, it's performing perfectly. When a planet is in its exaltation, it basically is like an emo kid at a pretty, pretty princess party. Like, it is not doing good. It is a stranger in its own home. It feels very itchy, scratchy. So you can only imagine, you know, this eclipse, this lunation being that potent with the moon in Scorpio in a place that does not feel comfortable. It's like it's in its skin and it's like, get me the hell out of here. I don't want to be here. How can I get rid of all of these itchy, scratchy feelings? So that is really what is happening with this lunation. And where I feel this is happening is on a very, very emotional level around an energetic cord that is so deep. It's probably something that you've either brought into this lifetime or that it's happened in a very early fundamental age in your upbringing, right? This is stuff that you don't even know you're really uncomfortable with until the six months are over because that's what's happening. This lunation is, is kicking off this final high point of what needs to be released. And how I'm reading it really is this almost like if it's a, a balloon, it's got a little pinhole and you don't know where it's leaking, but you know that your energy is leaking and it'll just be revealed to you over the course of the next six months over and over. The example that I really want to give is how I feel this best explains is if you have, and don't ask me why my guides were giving me this the whole week, milk, right? Let's, let's take milk, for example. If the milk is spoiled and you know it's not good, you take a sip of that and you literally like exorcist that shit out. It does not resonate with your body. Your body gets rid of it in that moment, right? On the flip side, we've all been on that, you know, we've all been in that situation where you don't really know if the milk is bad, right? So your mind is kind of playing games. You're like, ooh, wait, do I need to try this again? So you taste test it like 20 times. You even like ask your mom and dad, like, smell this. Does this taste good? What do you think? And even they're like, oh, I don't know. So that's kind of that specific energy where you don't really know if it's good or bad. That's the energy that I really feel this moon is showing us. 
And the reason for that is because we are so used to being in our mind, right? We, we have lost touch with our body. We, we don't let that govern our direction anymore. We're so focused on the mind and the mind telling us what, what is right, what is wrong. And what we're realizing is that doesn't serve us anymore, right? That, that is a, a belief, that is a, a pattern that really truly needs to be released. Um, the body, the intelligence around the body is the direction where we are headed, okay? And that really speaks to having the North Node, our collective destiny in the sign of Taurus, which is all about feeling, sensing our, our five senses. And that's the direction we need to go compared to where this full moon is happening in the sign of Scorpio, which is in our south node, where we need to release this mental attachment to where we are clinging on, on a very energetic, energetic, energetic cord that is not serving us anymore, right? That's how I am feeling where energies will be best suited, in my experience, right, I'll just be a little bit personal right now, this is really showing up in my life around worthiness and really I should say not seeing myself as worthy. Um, I think that growing up I had, I have two amazing parents. They are incredible and I love them so much. Um, but I can't, you know, turn a blind eye and not recognize where emotionally my upbringing wasn't as nurturing or safe as you know it may have could have been again they were doing the best they they could at the time i understand consciousness well enough to understand that people 30 years ago think different than they do today so i don't hold any fault to my parents but that doesn't mean that i don't look at that part of my life, right? So growing up in a family where there was a lot of chaos, a lot of arguing, a lot of conditional love that I am now putting together in my mid-30s to understand, it only makes sense that I am at a place right now where I am able to look under that with a magnifying glass and understand that it wasn't correct and that I'm the only one who can shift that, who can change that. I can't blame my parents. I do not blame my parents at all. I don't blame the system. I don't blame anything of that nature. It really is just owning where now I treat myself the utmost worthiness that I can imagine right now. But these, these awarenesses and these, these limiting beliefs are really showing its face around you know, my clientele, I'm not attracting as many clients right now, relationships are getting all wonky in my life, all of these things where I'm like, oh God, you know, I'm not worthy for this, or, you know, I, I need to dim my light a little bit, and all of that, as uncomfortable as it feels, needs to be felt. It is a final purge right now. That is why it feels so potent, that is why it feels so extreme, because it is one last hurrah, it's one last purge, right? So that's how this is really showing up in my life. There is this other aspect that I really, really love that I want to touch on, and it is the Mars-Neptune trine. So this aspect is this, this like spiritual warrior, right? 
because this is happening on such an energetic level, we have been given, the universe has given us this power to, to feel into where the veil is that much, that much more thin, where we're able to understand that our power is really best used being, being brought back to sovereignty and where you know, the universe is telling us to go is in the place of the body, not the mind. And that really moves into the other aspect that I mentioned around Mercury being retrograde in the sign of Gemini, right? So Mercury retrograde happens three times a year. This is nothing to fear. This is a very natural thing. In fact, I love it because it allows me to take three weeks to reset review, recalibrate a lot of the past, you know, few months on where I need to course correct. It's a great energy. And the fact that it is in the sign of Gemini, again, we want to talk about planets doing really well in signs they feel most comfortable. Gemini is ruled, I'm sorry, Mercury is ruled by Gemini. So it's basically like this sniper, the vision I get, and it is going into your mind and it is like, bop, 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 done, like game over that limiting belief gone. So we really are really, really blessed. It really is this cosmic poetry where we find support in this retrograde around the eclipse for us to be acutely aware of the, the, you know, emotions that we're clinging onto in this box that we think is keeping us safe when it's not. It's just this box of fear that's a delusion, an illusion. It's, it's, that's not true. That is not true. That is not your truth. So we really, I, I think that, you know, still we don't want to manipulate the energy with this, uh, this eclipse. We're not trying to do any, um, any deliberate magic with the energies because there is still so much potency that needs to kind of surface to the top for it to play out. So we don't want to, to like fuck with the universe at all. We're just going to get, like I said in the previous podcast, it's like an undercurrent. You just get taken underneath if you're not just surrendering. You have got to surrender this eclipse. It really is the only way to get through. It's the vision I'm getting shown right now is like you are on a float in the ocean, on a river, just chilling, letting it take you down the stream. That is the best use of your time right now. A practical practice that I really do like to use when times get pretty tough, (laughs) because they do, is if my thoughts, if my feelings don't make me feel good, they're not mine. It really is that simple. If the feelings, if the emotions make me feel anxious, depressed, scared, guilt, shame, that is the programming. That is the fear that you were born into. I don't mean to sound so harsh, but it's reality, right? We're not, you know, vibrating in the fifth dimension, all of us, 100% of the time. So that is, that is reality more than not. It is the programming, the fear that you were born into. And I think it's a really good idea to 
to recognize that and to disassociate with it and to use that energy to bring it back to yourself, to understand that that shit isn't you. You leave that at the door. You are so much more. You are love. You are light. You vibrate that, um, that, that frequency. It really is that, that is your home frequency. That is who you are. Anything else, not you, not you at all. And I really think that we look to the planet Jupiter and how it does move into to Aries on this eclipse. Well, it's, it actually, let me, let me restate. Aries moves, sorry, Jupiter moves into Aries on May 10th, 11th. So when you listen to this, it'll already have been moved. But that doesn't mean that there isn't some cosmic weave being webbed around how much we can lean into Jupiter moving signs. Jupiter in the sign of Aries, so Jupiter is all about abundance and expansion, and Aries is the sign of, it's it's the baby of the zodiac. It's the first sign. So it's all about who we are, who I am. So how we really want to work with this energy is to bring it back to self. Bring that sovereign energy that, Mercury is showing you on a very internal basis where you're not living that truth back to yourself, back to the body, not the mind. Again, Mercury is revisiting these old beliefs and it's basically like the mind because we had the um, solar eclipse in the sign of Taurus a few weeks ago. You're kind of already aware of, whoa, like my body doesn't really feel good right now. I can... I'm aware that the story I'm telling myself is contradicting to the feelings I'm feeling in my body. And that no longer resonates with the frequency of Pachimama. We are moving into higher states of consciousness. We are vibrating at a, at a frequency that is literally, it's, it, the sun is just bringing these solar waves of light more onto the planet and our body is absorbing it. So, the only way to rise above all of this is to bring it back to self and to understand that one must release all of those, those pinholes, those, those energetic pinholes that are just deflating us. You have got to start cutting the fat of, of where you are. I think it is also worth noting that because I'm so into patterns and cycles, and this is something that I use in my practice with my journey. Jupiter was back in Aries um, in 2010, 2011. I want to say 2011. So if you can reflect back to that time in your life, some something happened. Some, some, and if you are really curious, please reach out to me because this is where my strengths lie. We take a look into your, your birth chart, your natal chart, and I'm able to articulate the energy showing up better so you're able to understand it. And once you're able to kind of understand it, then the feelings catch up. So happy to do that. If you feel the call, please reach out. The eclipse season is potent. And I think it would be in everyone's best interest if they can kind of get an understanding of the next six months, just so you're able to kind of surrender a little bit more with ease and grace, because it is difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say that I am not struggling. This is a struggle. It takes work every day for me to, to literally wake up and be like, I am a sovereign being. I, 
nurture myself. I am safe. I literally keep telling myself that at least a hundred times an hour. And that's okay because the fear, we were again born into fear. So if you're born into something, that's your default. So it is going to take work and I am happy to support you on that journey. Going back to the Jupiter in Aries and the cycle, 12 years ago, this kind of opened up and what is what you are being asked, what you are being invited to do is to look at that situation and where can you add more sovereignty, worthiness to leveling up that chunk? For example, this is happening in my 11th house of networking and friends. And there was definitely a shift in worthiness back in 2011 with like getting back with an ex and opening up um, to a whole new group of friends. And I can remember my body telling me at that time, like, do you really want to do this? Like, we kind of think you're probably worthy more, but I guess we'll just have to see this through. And that's okay because cycles repeat themselves. And now I could just get the opportunity to rework it and to level up and to come back to sovereignty even more. So 1999, you know, I was little, I don't really remember all that, but then in 2011, it just got better. And in 2022, this, this, um, transit with Jupiter being in Aries will go until October 29th, 27th. And then it'll, um, wrap back around, we'll, um, I'm sorry, Jupiter will move back into Pisces the end of the year, and then we will get another um, appetizer next year with more of this energy. So also, a food for thought, whatever is happening from now until October, you will be revisited with next year. And those themes really are going to be about bringing it back to to sovereignty, to knowing your worth, to knowing your power, and to not giving your power away. We give our power away so easy. I am so guilty of this, so guilty. I have been reflecting about this the last two to three weeks and just how easy and tricky the matrix gets you in that, right? It's it's part of the process. It's part of the, the intricacy of the universe. It's how the universe teaches us. It's how... The universe works through us to experience its creation in so many different facets and dimensions. It's, I heard this example, the, this is not mine, the universe is literally just making different dishes, d Italian, Chinese, Mexican, whatever, and some taste really good and some taste really bad. It doesn't matter. The universe is just cooking and just wants to try it, try the, try the food through you. So it is your job to hold zero judgment around what that dish tastes like. Because if you tasted a bad one right now, you're going to be blessed with an even better entree in the near future. And I think that is really the message that I want to convey for this podcast because it really is taking yourself out of the mind and bringing it back to the body. The mind has served us well. It's funny to, to mention because last year with the nodes in both Gemini being the north node and Sagittarius being the south node, last year or the last year and a half, our collective, um, our, our collective destiny was ruled by the sign of 
um, of Mercury, right? So I think it's it's not a, a coincidence that right now we have the support of Mercury in Gemini in its retrograde where we're able to really sniper those limiting beliefs where it's not allowing our body to feel, where the mind is getting in the way of allowing our body to feel what is in resonance with us. So that is my message. If you need any support during this these eclipse, this eclipse season, because again, what starts right now will really be played out for the next six months. I am happy to help decode anything. I'm happy to share what I use to navigate a lot of modalities, a lot of rituals, a lot of devotion and practice, a lot of diet. Make sure you are eating foods that come from the ground because that really anchors you more into the body, juicing, all of that good stuff. Let me know how I can support. Have a great Mercury retrograde. Use it to your advantage with recalibrating, redesigning, reviewing, all of that mental chatter. And really remember that there is so much beauty in this physical form. I know it may not feel like that, but that's the test if you can see past it. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening. From my heart to yours, I love you.